0: Hello, everyone. This is Asbet Bedrosyan.
1: And hey, this is Hovik Manucharyan.
0: And we are doing a daily touch base with Gev Iskajian on the latest conditions during the Artsakh blockade. Gev is with the ANC in Artsakh, nagorno Karabakh. He lives in Stepanakert. Hey, Gev. How are you doing?
1: Hello, hello. Good. Glad to be on, guys.
0: Gev, we talk all the time. We thought maybe just doing a touch base for everyone to hear what's going on on a daily basis. Yesterday, we heard about food rations, the electric line damage that Azerbaijan is not allowing repairs for. What's going on? How's, how's everything on the ground?
1: So as you guys know, we're, in, we're now marking the first month of this blockade. And as people are familiar, we've had food shortages, energy and supply shortages, medicine shortages uh, that has been due to the blockade, the road being cut off. As you just mentioned, things get compounded. And they become exponentially worse with the weather conditions that we have. So yesterday, one of the power lines that goes through now occupied territory near the Lachin Corridor, Mm -hmm. uh, close to Agavnu, it actually went down due to weather conditions. However, uh, the government here has asked for permission to go and fix that line because so many folks here, uh, so much of the populace relies on that energy. And the energy grid here is especially affected during winter months because not only do we have uh, power lines going down due to the snow we have everybody using the grid for light uh, many people use it for their heating systems so all of that gets overwhelmed I can tell you that the request to fix uh, that down power line has been rejected today so you know at first we want to be very honest about the process and what's going on we didn't necessarily want to jump and say, you know, Azerbaijan cut off the power line because it was due to weather reasons. However, they are knowingly and explicitly denying us access to fixing it, which we can and we have the means to do.
0: Now, was there a reason they gave for the rejection? No, uh, uh,
1: not that I'm aware of. But if I do, you know, if I am privy to that information in the following updates, I will give it. But I can't go into the details of that, but I can tell you that they have rejected it.
0: Okay. What's the situation with the food rations? If you go to the store, can you buy anything you want? Is there everything you want?
1: So to give it context, I'll say that the first few weeks, you you see packaged goods, certain brand products dwindling, right? Mm-hmm. The third, fourth week, you see some of the bulk items like macaroni products and certain types of bread and all of those things dwindling. Now we're at a point that I can tell you when I go to the stores and step on everything is being rationed out uh, because we rely on the food sources here on the ground. And those are finite. So as, you know, an anecdotal, you know, example, I can say that when you go and ask for cheese before you can buy, you know, a kilo or whatever, now every store is allocated a certain amount and you see them opening it up and cutting it up and giving it to folks in small pieces. Furthermore, I can say that, uh, one of the only, you know, things left here, and this is due to some of the humanitarian aid that's been sent. We are now dealing with not a lack of brand products, but we're dealing with people scooping up in pounds and kilos, uh, certain things at the stores. So flour, very base food necessity, dis- 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 flour, salt, sugar, all of those things that we, you know, I'm a diaspora and we take that for granted. You, you go into a store and that's never, that's on the, furthest section of your mind to to ever think about that but we're at a place we don't have packaged goods fruits vegetables but even the most base uh food uh, supplies like flour bread sugar all that kind of stuff
0: even in the diaspora we got a feel for shortage behavior during the pandemic how's the weather is the weather extreme or are you guys doing well what's is there a lot of snow
1: the the snow is beautiful here uh but (laughs) unfortunately uh Besides the visuals, it creates a lot of problems for us in terms of, you know, uh, transportation, uh, car maintenance, those types of things that we don't even fully consider all the time become more difficult. I can tell you uh, that because of the weather, like I mentioned previously, so many more people are using the electric grid. So now we have rolling blackouts. So every section of Stepanaket, that started yesterday, every section of Stepanaket, Uh, has a cutoff time. So for about two, three hours every day, where we go completely dark. Uh And unfortunately, for those rolling blackouts, they start after like four o'clock and don't end until like midnight. So it's the hours that the grid is most used, but it's also the hours that we need it the most. Like I can tell you guys that yesterday I was in my office working on something. I had to leave my office because in the area that I'm at, there's a two hour shortage go back to where i live use the electricity there and then when the uh, rolling blackout hit that area i had to go somewhere else now you know i can make this work but for so many and it's still difficult for so many the populace here uh, we can't do that and something furthermore we haven't talked about is that the internet connection uh, that we rely on is actually affected by these rolling blackouts oh, yeah, so yeah. if if there's an if the internet cable and connection comes through a certain area even if I have electricity here, but the internet connection comes to an area where there's a rolling blackout, we lose internet as well. And it's not just about the access to internet, but I like so many of the stores, so many of the businesses, so much of people's workflow depends on the internet here that we have that there's this social economic impact that we don't talk about as much either. We wanna sort of keep this short uh, and I would appreciate that, that Jeff comes back. The only thing that keeps going through my mind with these power outages and the, the communication problems is that this government, both governments, you know, knew full and well, uh, this was a threat and this might ha- happen, our governments. How short-sighted of us to allow us to be maximally punished by Azerbaijan, I just sort of cannot forgive my own governments for that, so... No, that's my comment yeah,
0: It doesn't make any sense that Bertor was surrendered and these agreements are not made for access And, uh, and if I like could
1: quickly if I can touch on that I think it's an important point because there's some fault here for us too and I consider myself a, i I've been living here for the last year but a diaspora as well these projects that we push, energy sustainability, food sustainability projects, the greenhouses, the solar projects, we as a diaspora, the day and I'm hoping that day comes soon, this blockade gets lifted have to put all of our resources into energy and food sustainability projects here in Arta, Because at any time, this can hit hit again. And we want those greenhouses to make sure that the populace is fresh fruit and vegetables. And we want those solar panels to take the burden off the grid as well. We have to build the energy and food sustainability of this nation.
0: How is your outlook on the new minister appointments that happened today, especially foreign minister?
1: You know, we try and tend to keep a positive outlook knowing that the people that are accepting these roles are accepting it in some of the uh, toughest and darkest times for our nation. So if they are coming into this job, they're doing it with their heart in the right place. I can tell you that the new appointment is a young, bright professional uh, who has uh, ties to some of the international powers here that we rely on. So my outlook is positive, it's optimistic, But as always, we have to make sure that everybody that works for this nation is accountable to it. And and we will see in the coming months and years.
0: Wonderful. Let's see if we can get back in touch tomorrow evening and uh, talk again and see how the
1: day went. Sounds good. Look forward to it, guys. Thanks. Thank you, guys. See you
0: later.